Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. We bless you today, Jesus. Because you are God. And beside you, there is none other. created us in your image and in your likeness. We thank you today. It is you who have blessed us with homes, cars, food on our tables, clothes on our back. It is you who provided the way of salvation that we might not have to spend an eternity in hell as we place our faith in your only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, and live in accordance with his word, we shall be saved. We shall be saved from eternity in the lake of fire and burning sulfur, where the beast and the false prophet will be thrown. There they will be tormented day and night forever. I just want to thank you. 
finding time to praise God, finding time to worship God, finding time to give him the glory. It will fit. I know you're busy. We all got things to do, places to go, and people to see. But without our creator and without his approval and without his permission and his power, he'll shut it all down. So let let your praise, let, let your praise, let your worship fit into your schedule. Make sure you find time for God, and he will find time to bless you. We looked at capital A in our outline. Uh, we've been working on our most recent topic. Give God what he like, and he will give you what you like. Some of you all, under the sound of my voice, you're not getting what you like in life. Well, because you're not giving God what he like. What's the problem? You, God don't like what you're giving him. So now you don't like what God is either giving you or what God is allowing to come your way, because God can give you a beating too. See, just like ch- children with parents. You, you, you are, you're giving your parents uh, a hardship. You're giving your parents sorry grades in school. You're giving your parents disobedience. disobedience. So when they give you the rod of correction, now they're giving you something that, that you don't like. You gave them something they didn't like, so now they turn around and give you something. Now, you, you can see that you don't like the rod of correction. You can see that you don't like being beat. You can see you don't like being punished. But can you see how daddy didn't like them sorry grades? Can you see how mommy didn't like you getting in trouble with the police and the police calling her 2 o'clock in the morning? Mm-hmm. Be able to see that, too. See, you want to see so much of what, what God giving you and you don't like. See that craziness that you're giving God that he don't like. Mm. Uh, somebody got a revelation today. Thank you, Jesus. So give God what he like. Find out what he like and give that to him. And I guarantee you, child of God, he will give you what you like. You'll be, you'll be wondering why you're feeling so good. You, man, God will be blessing you so in so many different angles and so many different dimensions. You'll be looking up and be in places God done bless. You'll be like, what? God be like, that's a little something for you there, boy. That's a little something for you there, boy, because you done gave me what I like. Solomon, God asked Solomon, ask of me anything that you will. Solomon said, Lord, what I needed some wisdom to lead this great people of yours. God was so impressed. And God said, what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you what you asked for. God said, but I like that answer so much that I'm going to give you what you what? didn't ask for. I'm going to give you long life, death of your enemies, all kind of things that you didn't even ask for. Some of you all under the sound of my voice, my prayer is that you wake up now. Let us give God what he like. You want to get what you like? Of course you do. Well, God like to get what he like. He like you and I to obey him. He like you and I to worship him. He like you and I to present our bodies, as we're going to talk about a little bit later on, as, as living sacrifice. God got stuff he like. God got stuff that you got that he like. Now, if you hold that back from God, God will guarantee you hold back some stuff from you that you like. No, give it up. Uh, I might have to preach that one, too. I don't know. Give it up. Just give it up. Give it up. Finances. Some of you all out there holding on to finances. You wonder why God is holding some things back from you. You, some of you all out there under the sound of my voice, you're holding back time uh, in the kingdom. You wonder why God holding back things from you. Some of you all give. God, God won't. There's a certain amount of your, your time. God won't. certain amount of your energy. God won't. certain amount of your effort. God won't. certain amount of your money. God won't. Give it up. I might have to preach that one. Give it up. Quit holding back. Saw what happened to Ananias and Sapphira trying to hold back from God. And then act like they was really giving it up. God said, I'm going to shut you down on a permanent basis. Capital A in our outline, favor on you first. God wants to bless you first before he bless your marriage, before he bless your church, before he bless you. He wants to bless you as an individual. All right? Favor on you. Genesis 4 and 4, Exodus 33 and 13. Capital B, favor makes you. 
God got the ability to make you. God could have made you a tadpole. Some of you all out there don't know why you didn't, why you, why not to thank God. Uh, you don't know uh, why should I thank God, Apostle? Why should I pray God? Because God could have made you a tadpole. Now, how would you like that? Big old head, little squiggly, squiggly body. He could have made you a tadpole, but he didn't. You know, he didn't. He could have made you with, with, with three arms hang, or on, on, your, one out the, on both sides and one hanging right out the middle of your mouth. He could have, but he didn't. Thank God. Favor makes you. Leviticus 26 and 9, Genesis 18 and 3. Capital C, favor causes you to become. Now, what does that mean? That means that favor, when you please God, God will promote you. Some of you are like, they can't get no job. Why? Because God ain't pleased with you. When you mess around and start doing what God is pleased with, God will promote you. Some of you all can't get that raise on the job that you're looking for. Some of you all can't get that, that, that healing in your body. God, when you please God, prepare yourself for a promotion. Genesis 39 and 4, Exodus 11 and 3. And it brought us on down to capital D. We, we were supposed to start on it yesterday morning, but uh, God took us into some other rebuke and, and wisdom and different things. And uh, we're going to take a look at it today. Capital D, offer your body. And we're going to look at Romans chapter 12, verse 1. Romans chapter 12, verse 1. Let's see what God has in store for you and I and the people of God in the four corners of the earth. Romans chapter 12, verse 1, from the New International Version. Therefore, I urge you, brothers, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. Once again, Romans chapter 12, verse 1, from the NIV translation. Therefore, I urge you, brothers, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. This act of worship. Capital D, offer your body. Offer your body. Let us pray. Father, in Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Thank you today for being who you are, doing what you do. We give you all glory, honor, and praise, Father. It's another beautiful day that you have made and you have so graciously allowed us to be a part of it. Thank you, Father. You have cause the breath of life to be in our mortal bodies one more time. You have given us a reasonable portion of health. 
You have given us finances. You have given us uh, a shelter, food to eat, water to drink. Father, you, you've allowed us uh, so many privileges and so many blessings. We thank you, Father. We humble ourselves before your mighty hand today, trusting that you who keep your word uh, will raise us up in due season. We bless you, Father. We thank you. We appreciate you. We honor you. We reverence you. And we pause reverently at this time, at this hour, at this minute and second to give your name the glory, the honor, and the praise. Trusting, Father, that you're going to speak in our midst today words of wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. Help us, Father, to be able to see what we can't see now. Help us to be able to do what we can't do. Go where we haven't been, Father, that your name shall be glorified, exalted, spread throughout all the earth, that your name will gain all glory, all honor, and all praise. This is our prayer. We count done in Jesus' name we prayed. Amen and amen. Capital D, offer your bodies. Now, God says, Robert, some of my people are trying to offer me things that I don't mind having, but I don't want them first. God says the first thing I want from you is your body. Offer your body. Some of us are trying to offer God our money. Some of us are trying to offer God our talent. Some of us are trying to offer God our gifts without first offering God our body. God wants you and I first. Then God knows that everything else will follow. It's much like seek ye first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness. That's all you really got to do. That's all any of us really have to do. Because everything else will follow that. The Bible talks about loving God with all your heart, soul, strength, and mind, and loving your neighbor as yourself. If you love, your, if you love God with all your heart, soul, strength, and mind, it's a, you'll automatically love your neighbor because you cannot love God and don't love your neighbor. It's not possible. And you cannot really love your neighbor if you don't really have a love for God. So when you offer your body to God, God says, look, I'm not worried about your finances when I get your body because you'll offer that. God says, I'm not worried about your time when I get your body. God says, because you'll offer that. God says, offer your, but when I get your body, everything that your body produces, everything that your body does, everything, God says, I'll get all of that when you give me your body. When you give me yourself, God says, spirit, soul, and body. God says, you've got to love me. That, God says, there's no, look, God says, look, there's no way around this thing. If you don't love me, God says, you're going to miss this thing. You are going to miss this thing. Because God says, if you don't love me, you're not going to give to me like you're supposed to. God says, if you don't love me, you're not going to spend time with me like you're supposed to. God says, if you don't love me, you're not going to study my word. Like Some of you are wondering, why, how come, why, why this is. Either love, everything people do, get this down, is either based on a love for God or a hatred toward God. Everything people do is either a show of love toward God 
or a show of hatred toward God. Some of you all out there that won't give, won't contribute to the church, won't contribute to the ministry. All that is, won't contribute to, you know, the, those that you know God is using to be a blessing to you. All it is, it's just, just hatred. That's all. We don't have to try to huh, figure out what you're doing and what, what, what the problem is. Lord knows I don't have to try to figure you out. Because everything that people do is either a, as a, a reflection or an indication of their love for God or an indication of their hatred for God. All right, Moses' day, people were complaining, you know, complaining about the place that God was bringing them, complaining about no water to drink, complaining. All that was was a reflection of their hatred toward God. And it doesn't matter how much God does for you. What God does for you is not the mark of how much you love him. What God does for you and I is a mark of how much he loves us. It's what you do for God that is a mark of how much you love him. God, God's love for us, that is not the issue. That is not the matter at all. It's our love for God. Some of you all out there, you don't want to praise him. Well, it's just a mark that you hate him. Some of you all, you don't want to study his word. It's just a mark that you hate him. So don't be surprised if you keep right on checking the marks, hate God. Hate God. I don't want to give to God. It shows I hate him. I won't worship God. It shows I hate him. I won't study God's word. It shows I hate him. And at the end of the day, did God send you to hell? So why would you be surprised? You showed him hatred every turn you could in life. So now what, why is it surprising that he don't want you to be with him now for eternity? Who, do you like being around people that hate you? Hmm. No, you try to get as far away from them as possible. So the same way you try to get as far away from God as possible in life, now God is sending you as far away from him as possible in, in death. No, Lord, I ain't trying. I ain't trying to look. I'm like, Lord, like we talked the other day, Lord, let me get a hit. You remember what we were talking about? Lord, let me get a hit. You know, I, Lord, I ain't trying to go out like that. No, Lord, in life I want to be as close to you as possible so that in death you'll want me to be as close to you as possible. Some of you all better wake up out there. No, Lord, in life, some of you all make every excuse under the book to try to be away from God, to try to be away from the things of God. Oh, I got to work. Oh, I, gotta, I got classes. Oh, I got this and that. Well, then don't be surprised if at the end of the day God make as many excuses as possible to keep you as far, to get you as far away from him as possible. Uh-uh. My thing is, Lord, let me make an excuse to get to you. Let me try to find every opportunity, every reason to get to you, not to try to get away from you. See, people, the stuff that people like, they'll do anything they can. Or the stuff that people love, they'll do everything they can to get to it. Stuff that people don't like, they'll do everything they can to get away from it. Keep that in mind. Stuff that people love. Oh, come on. Now you'd be wondering, how in the world did a crack addict, how did he get that crack? Nobody even selling drugs. Nobody went all out of town. Why? Because he did everything he could to get to it because he loves it. Oh, man, when a man loves a woman, he'll cross, he'll cross oceans, he'll cross, he'll cross uh, mountains, cross valleys, you know, do all sorts of stuff. When people love a thing, it's not difficult to find out what people love because they'll sacrifice automatically they'll go through whatever they got to go through to get to it. But when people don't love a thing, man, they could be right in the same town. They can be, they can be 10 minutes away and won't come to it when they don't love a thing. Joker love money. Joker love money, man, they jump in his car, go halfway across the world. 
jump in an airplane, go uh, go all to another country to get to it. Joker don't love God. He won't even. He won't even come next. He won't even come. He won't even leave his city. Come on, it's not difficult, children of God. We we want to make this thing difficult. We want to make this thing difficult, and it's not. You better love God out there. That's the only thing I can say to you. That's that's that as a pastor, as an apostle, as as a, as a friend, as a father, as a mentor. That's only you better love God. Can't nobody make you love God. Can't nobody make you love the things of God but you. Pastor can't do that for you. Apostle can't do that for you. Daddy can't do that for you. You got a soul to be saved. You better understand. And I was asking, you know, I was asking one of the saints, I said, say, uh, you suppose God to throw, uh, we were going somewhere, I said, you suppose God to throw retarded children into hell? You know, a little thing, because you got retarded people, people that ain't quite right. God, and God said, yeah, sure will. But they better learn how to love me too. They better learn how to obey too. You got a soul in you, you can be sent to hell. Because a soul is the ability to choose. Retarded children can choose to, to, to watch video games. Retarded children can choose to read God's word and love God. You can choose. you got a soul in you, it can be thrown into hell, or it can be saved. The choice is yours. Retarded children choose to, 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 to make all kind of read uh, uh, coloring books. Uh, the cat was running. Retarded child, you can choose to read God's Bible, study God's word. Choices. So, yeah, God will throw a retarded joke into hell. But to get right, love God. Offer your body. Paul says, therefore, I urge you, brothers, in view of God's mercy. See, this is why some of you won't, this is why some of you won't, you know, you won't offer your bodies. You haven't viewed God's mercy yet. You haven't seen how things could have gone. You haven't seen how you, you could have been left in a, in a trash can as a child. Instead of your parents raising you up and, and feeding you and providing for you, they could have left you in a trash can. They could have put you a little hind part in a dumpster. Somebody could have held you underwater when you was a little bitty baby in the bathtub and drowned your hind part so you wouldn't even reach two years old. In view of God's mercy, in view of God's mercy, driving past bridges, hundreds of feet up in the air, you know, somebody, God could have allowed the adversary to cause the driver to fall asleep and a whole car ride off the bridge and everybody die in a fall in view of God's mercy. See, you've got to let God show you and reveal to you his mercy. See, when, when God starts showing you and, and you get a picture of his mercy, you get a picture of, of how things could have been. See, you ain't got that. That's why you don't want to offer your body. That's why you don't feel like you can hold on to your body. That's why you can feel like you can hold on to your finances. That's why you feel like you can hold on to your time, your talents. That's why. Because you ain't, you ain't seen God's mercy yet. When you get a view of God's mercy, and my spirit goes to Balaam. Balaam, man, Balaam, God had told Balaam not to do some stuff. Balaam was going to go do it anyway. God sent an angel with a drawn sword, to kill him stone dead. Donkey saw the angel that Balaam was riding on. The donkey was like trying to get away and trying to run away. Balaam was beating the donkey. 
beating the donkey, yelling and screaming at the donkey. And the donkey was like, you know, why are you beating me like this? God opened the donkey's mouth. The donkey like, why Why are you beating me like this? You know, Balaam felt like the donkey was making a fool of him until God opened Balaam's eyes. And Balaam was able to see the, 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 the angel with the sword. Then he wanted to come bowing all down. Angel like, I saw it a long time ago. That's why I'm trying to save you. See, just because you can't see a thing, that don't mean God's apostles, God's prophets can't see it. God's evangelists, God's pastors, God's teachers. And sometimes even as us, as, as, as God's uh, uh, spokesman, there'll be some things that he might show you that we can't see. So just because you can't see a thing, just because I can't see a thing, that don't mean somebody can't see it. The donkey said, look, I saw this a long time ago, and I was trying to get your, your crazy hind part away from it. But you didn't see it. Then when you saw it, now all of a sudden you want to bow down. Now all of a sudden you want to do some of the same things that I was doing when you saw it. You out there under the sound of my voice, you wonder why you wonder why you, 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 you don't talk like me or you don't do like me or you don't because you ain't seen like me. There's some things that God has showed me that maybe he hasn't shown you. And so that's why you keep on doing like you're doing. I got to keep on doing like I'm doing. Most of us do based on what we have seen. Most of us do based on what we have seen, whether in the spiritual or in the natural. You crossing the street, you know, you crossing a busy street, and, and you see cars coming from both directions, you don't run right out there in the middle of the street. Normally you'll stop. Why? Because you have seen them cars coming. Well, somebody that's, that's, that, and that's why they teach children, look both ways when you're crossing the street so that you can see that car coming because if that car hits you, it can kill you. Well, if you out there, you just looking straight ahead and the cars are coming, you ain't seen the cars that are coming so you feel like you can cross. Somebody else that has looked both ways is saying, no, no, you can't cross. Yeah, so it is in the spiritual. You ain't, you, ain't seen, you ain't seen God's mercy in the spiritual. You ain't seen God's grace. You ain't seen all the things that God is. You ain't seen Satan and blind your eyes. You ain't seen. So you don't feel like you, like you got to give God nothing. You don't feel like you got to do nothing for God. Because you ain't seen. And that's called spiritual blindness. Because when you see, just like Moses, when he saw, he all up there on Mount Horeb. You know, God wanted to kill everybody, kill all the Israelites. Moses up there praying that God don't do it. Why? You know, wondering why God was upset with the people. Why? Because God saw what the people were really doing. God saw how the people were really behaving. Moses didn't see. But when Moses came down and he saw, now all of a sudden he got angry just like God. You don't see. Like I see. That's why you don't do like I do. That's why you don't talk like I talk. That's why you don't. That's why. See? The more, the more God allows you to see things like he sees things, the more God allows you to understand like he understands things, the more God shows you what he sees, the more you will talk like God. The more you will think like God, the more you will behave like God, offer your bodies. And that's what God wants. He wants us to think, talk, behave, operate like he do. God's not afraid of anything. He's not afraid of anybody. Well, the more God begins to reveal himself in us, the less fear we'll have of anything. Any the reason why you got a whole lot of fear because you ain't got a whole lot of God. That's why you're so scared of everything. 
the more God reveals and releases his character and his essence in us, the less fear we'll have. That's why you won't say certain things. You're scared. You think somebody's going to get you. God's not afraid to say anything. God, now, see, see, some of you all out there on the sound of my voice, you you scared to say anything against homosexuality. We're living in a day now where the spirit of homosexuality and lesbianism is bullying people. God said, I'm not afraid to speak against it. God says, an abomination to me. And God says, if individuals don't repent and get themselves saved and come on it, God says, I'm going to send all of them to hell. How about that? God, not afraid of some of y'all, man, better not say nothing about homosexuals, better not say nothing about sin, better not say nothing about black folk, but not say nothing about prejudice, but God's not afraid to talk on any topic. God is not afraid to talk on any topic. God is not afraid to do anything that he wants to do, and he don't want us to be afraid. So you got to let God release see, himself. That's why he wants your body so that he can do what he wants to do with you, so he can use you the way. Don't you know in a fight, and in a natural fight, sometimes a cat, you know, a cat that's heavily armed, sometimes a cat pull out a knife, sometimes a cat pull out a gun, sometimes a cat pull out brass knuckles. A cat pull out all kind of, all kind of things in, in, in a fight, you know, because things have different usages. Well, so it is in, in this spiritual warfare. See, each one, remember that we are in a spiritual fight. And each one of us is a different part of God's weaponry. Mm-hmm. Each one of us is a different part. You don't want to be a, you know, sometime in a fight, some cat pull out a sword. You don't want to be a, a scared sword. God trying to pull you out of, out of the, 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 the cupboard. You don't want to come out. You in there, you a sword that don't want to come out when God trying to pull you out and use you. No, no. Let God use you. What's the worst that people can do to you out there for speaking God's word and doing what God says? kill you. That's the worst. And death is not punishment to us, children of God. Because to be present in the body means to be absent from the Lord, but to be absent from the body means to be present from the Lord. So it's just a promotion. Death is really a promotion for us. But God don't want you afraid of death. God said, what I do want you to be afraid of is the second death. Now, I'm not so much afraid of the first death as I am that second death. That second death which is God throwing me into the lake of fire and burning sulfur. Now that that kind of that kind of gets me. Death? Nah. You know, I got to be released from this body. And you're gonna be released from that body you in too. You, the you. You in this body for a time, for a period, and God is gonna release you. Now the question is when he releases you, where he gonna take you? Where he gonna send you? Where he gonna put you? Offer. See you gotta you gotta see God's mercy. If you can't see God's mercy, you won't present your body. You won't let God use you. You'll just be doing stuff out of because somebody told you to do it or because you feel like, uh-uh, uh-uh. In view of God's mercy, offer your bodies as living sacrifice. When you get a view of God's mercy, you'll offer your body. When you get a view of God's mercy, you'll praise him. And you won't be talking about just some Wednesday and some Sunday night stuff. When you get a view of God's mercy, every day won't be enough. When you get a view of God's mercy, you'll offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God, pleasing to God, pleasing to God. So then my question is, what is it, Lord, that's pleasing to you? God said, when you offer me your body. Let me talk through you, Robert. Let me talk to this wicked and adulterous generation. Let me use your mind to think my word and use your mouth to talk to my people. 
God said, I got some things to say. And I want to use earthly vessels to say it. Let me talk through you. Let me use your hands. Let me use your feet. Let me, let me, I want to use you to go where I want you to go. I want to use you to do. One pastor contacted me today, a friend of mine from uh, Ghana. Uh, I think he's Liberian. I, I'm not remembering. It's been a while. I hadn't heard from him. They had invited me down to Liberia uh, maybe about a year or so ago, and I kind of reluctant because of that Ebola thing had jumped out. But he's now, I think he's now uh, in Ghana doing some missionary work in the middle uh, regions of Ghana. He contacted me first thing this morning. He said, Apostle, you know, he said, uh, you know, it's been a while since we've been in communication. He said, but after every time I talk to you, God just started opening doors for me. He said, I had to get in contact with you. I said, well, man of God, good to hear from you again. You know, we start talking, going back and forth. He said, the last time I contacted you were in Kenya. I said, yeah, yeah. Just, I said, I'm back. I'm back in the U.S. now. He said, well, I'm in the middle, you know, some of the middle regions in Ghana doing some missionary work to some of the middle regions. He said, what I want to do is I want to uh, contact you and let you know of a set time where I will have the crusades and where I will have the pastors and the people gather and say, we want to put you on loudspeaker so that you can, you can speak to the people. And he said, and then we want to bring you down here maybe um, toward the end of this year or early next year. I said, all right, well, man of God, I said, you know, do as, as the Lord leads and we'll, we'll see what we can, what we can do. All right. But being willing to let God use you. And we all understand that. And see, and see, God says, my, Robert, my people need to understand that uh, every one of them is being used anyway. See, the adversary using people every day. They just don't know it for one thing or another. We understand being used. You know, the difference is God will tell you that he wants to use you. God will tell you that he's using you. The adversary will never tell you that he's using you. And that's why some of you don't believe he is. <laughs> he's not going to tell you. God, 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 the only one can tell you. God will tell you the truth. God will tell you when he himself is using you, or God will tell you when the adversary is using you. The adversary not going to tell you when, when, the adversary not going to tell you when God is using you. The adversary not going to tell you when he is using you. If the adversary is using you, he'll tell you God is using you. If God is using you, the adversary will tell you, that the devil is using you. Why? Because he's a liar and the father of all lies. Anything the adversary tell you is just the opposite. Anything the adversary tell you, anything the devil tell you is going to be just the opposite. Oh, come on now. I didn't know the voice of the adversary. You know, a lot of times I look up, you know, don't, don't see a whole lot of people watching through YouTube or watching through talk shoe and different things. The adversary be like, man, ain't nobody listening to you. God be like, yes, they are, Robert. <laughs> yes, they are. <laughs> the anointing is just a little powerful for some of them, so some of them want to do it in secret, want to do it in hiding, but God said, yes, they are. Yes, they are. Offer your bodies out there, children of God, living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. This is how we really worship God, by letting God have us, letting God use us, letting God speak to us, through us, for us, letting God direct our paths, letting God order our steps, letting God send us where he, he wants to send us. 
God wants us to be good sons and daughters. Just like in the natural. You got good sons and daughters. You got you got you got children. If you you out there, you're a parent, you got children. You know you're good children, you know you're bad children. Why? What's the difference? Good children basically do like you ask, bad children don't. Good children will be with you and help you and support you. Bad children won't. Hey, what are we talking about here? You got good parents, you got bad parents. God wants you. You got good people, you got bad people. Not that anybody's perfect, but you got good people. Good people basically they they, they try very hard to do what God says. Bad people, they ain't trying to do what God said. They're doing what their father, the devil, tell them. It's just good and bad, good and evil. Come on, what are we talking about? What are we trying to figure out? Some of you all out there trying to figure out, I wonder why my daughter, my son, don't never come to see me. He don't love you. Let's make this plain. Some of you all out there as, as children, wonder why daddy or mommy don't, don't never, they, they don't love you. Some of you pastors out there wonder why so and so won't the pastor. I mean, that brother so and so won't never come to the day. He don't love you. He don't love the ministry that God has given you. What are we, what are we trying to figure out here? I'm trying to figure out. Some of you all out there trying to make life all complex. Life is real simple. And Christianity is so simple. <clears throat> I tell you what, God's not trying to figure out why you won't offer your body as a living sacrifice. It's called you don't love Him. God got that. That's real plain. God telling you to offer your body as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. You won't offer your body as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. God said, I got that. I know exactly what that is. Some of you are still trying to figure out. Let's get ready to wrap this up, saints. We've got a lot of work to do around here today. Now, God says, do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world. See, you've got to understand this world got a pattern. This world got a pattern, and some of you have fallen right in, and you're conforming real, real good. And that pattern is don't worship God. Don't thank God. Don't praise God. Don't appreciate God. Don't support the work of the ministry. Don't support the work of God. Don't support God. That's the pattern of the world. And some of you all have fallen right, slipped right in the groove. You know, archaeologists have gone back and found, and we got a history, history manager in here. They've gone back and found some of the ancient roads in Rome, how they would make these roads out of these stones, you know, roads going back and forth throughout the Roman Empire. And what happened, because the, the, some of the, the vehicles that were used had like these, uh, I think they were like metal wheels, you know, these real, real hard wheels. And what the wheels would do is they would cut grooves into the road. and People would ride right in the grooves. Because there had been so much traffic, so much traffic that they found it, you know, these roads, they're going back and dug up these roads and found the grooves that the various chariots and things would cut right into the road. From so many people going that way, so many of those wheels going, going, they cut grooves in the road. God is telling us, don't fall into the groove. Don't fall into the pattern of this world. The world ain't trying to thank God. Some of you all out there don't want to thank God. The world ain't trying to worship God. Some of you all out there in the sound of my voice, they ain't, you, ain't, you don't want to worship God. The world, some, the world is so busy doing other stupid stuff. That's the thing. You, you're so involved in stupid stuff, don't even have time to give God some serious time. Because compared to worship of God, really, everything else is stupid stuff. Don't conform. God said don't conform. You God said you got to break out of that pattern. 
We live in the United States where so many people are obese. Oh, man, jokers, man, all out of shape, jokers, all man. It, it, we, we live in a country like this. I go in other countries around the world, you don't see this. And when I come back to the United States after I've been on a missionary trip in, in, in different countries, different parts of Africa, where men are strong. Many men, I mean men 70 years old, 80 years old, muscles and stuff. I got a friend of mine went to down in Nigeria. He got to be about 70 years old, and he works old-timey carpentry. I ain't talking about with a lot of electric equipment. Still got muscles and stuff popping all out of him. I come back over here, I, as soon as I get back in the airport, I see stomachs hanging all over everywhere, flab, fat me, can't hardly get up, can't hardly move around. See, and have to readjust to that. Why?
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.